anyway, so you look like uh, exceedingly comfortable in that in that chair. I can just lean on back. <laughs> Are you I'll in take the a nap? Wake me up when you're done. <laughs> Are you in the dentist office? <laughs> no, I would not be able to talk. I'd be stressing out, freaking out right now if that were the case. No doubt. I'm no sitting doubt. in my recliner in my office. Well, when uh, when you next come down here, we will come over here to this bakery and have a coffee. I would love that. Where's it at, uh, by the way? Uh, Ion. So it is uh, on uh, North Shelmore in Ion. <laughs> but they have a really cool little coffee shop. They have a beautiful coffee shop. And yeah. I know uh, uh, the... I just had the first cup of coffee with Jonathan Lipsy's uh, Cabana coffee, and gotcha. it made. Uh, I don't. Maybe other than eating beignets in New Orleans at three o'clock in the morning, and that coffee, this is probably about the best coffee I think I've ever tasted. Cool. It was top cup. I'm gonna call it top cup. So the, what I'm saying is, next time you're down, uh, after we finish or, or whatever we're doing, then uh, what we can do is uh, if you're down on a Thursday or Friday, then we can come over here and uh, grab a baguette and maybe some fresh bread and a coffee. And then we can uh, maybe do a podcast with uh, one of the owners, Ooh, with Gail. That would be super on awesome. Yeah, yeah sitting on is, the porch yep. with the haint blue ceiling above your head. You like that. It is, it is definitely haint blue. Most yep. people don't know what that is, but it is definitely haint blue. Well, if that you're is, from the low country and you don't have a Hank Blue porch, do you really want to go there? You do not. <laughs> <laughs> you do not. That's a, uh, you know, it's a funny thing that as, a, as we laugh about as being, uh, you know, limited and mostly domesticated people, that is one world that I, that I do not play in. I do don't not do. mess around with that. No. I, don't call, I don't call it out. I don't, you know, it's like when you're watching a show. Um, you know, Andrew and I watch uh, the show Naked and Afraid, which is, I still think it's a super cool show. And there's always somebody that's like, you know, screw you, Amazon, you can't get me. And I'm like, dude, the Amazon has been eating people longer than, than you know, and you don't want to call that out. You will disappear a, and nobody will ever know about it. If not, there is a uh, jogging board. Can you see it? Oh, yeah. I love a good jogging board. Yeah, there's a jogging board over there and there's a Charleston swing right there. I can't see the swing, but yeah, it's hard to see. It's uh, yeah. Germany jumped up to like 8% of the people listening to the podcast. Well, that's because I've got that German contingency that follows me. <laughs> <laughs> the German contingency. <laughs> what is it? It's, it's the Germans, Tommy. Yeah. We, yeah. Uh, Speaking of the, the German, and I know this could go on forever and ever and ever, but. Have you seen the History Channel TV show called Cars That Built the World? No. If you're cars into cars at all, and if you're into history at all, it's like four episodes. It is a must-see. They actually take the life of Mr. Benz, who obviously okay. invented the car, <laughs> and Mr. Daimler, who uh, was also very important, Mr. Ford, Mr. Rolls, Mr. Royce, Mr. Bentley, Mr. Portia, and they kind of tell their stories time in history. And it's just very fascinating. That's a cool type of documentary that uh, 
that I like. So thank you for telling me about that. Carl's a bit the world, the bit that built the world. Built the world. And the, world. The, the difference that the world would be if it had not been for Mr. Benz, who figured it out. He, he did figure it out. I didn't know that he was, I guess I never thought that he was a person. So I didn't actually know that there was a Mr. Benz. Mr. Benz invented and patented the very first Automo card or something. It had some name, but uh, anyway. Some kind, yes. some kind of a... It became, kind of it a became the car. It became the car. <laughs> oh, and they also talk about uh, Mr. Toyota and what? Mr. Honda and the roles they played in it. Yep. I, I am now definitely interested. That's a good uh, a good promotion. We should put that as a promotion. Yep. On, uh, like so, a, as an advertisement. So, well, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm actually sitting at a intersection uh, through like a cross intersection, a T, uh -huh. and uh, it is. I, I may have to make it so I turn around when we're on a real podcast to turn around because it is very distracting. The a person <laughs> just drove by with the Squirrel. dog. Yeah, it Squirrel. was the dog was Squirrel. in the was, <laughs> was in the driver's seat. <laughs> it was no person. It was just a dog in the driver's. You're making that up. There's no way that's possible. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's why I had to tell you what I was doing because now yeah. I'm like, is that dog driving around? It was a Springer Spaniel, so they are smart, but I don't know if their feet could. So, so it sounds like they got uh, opposable thumbs and everything these days. It's a, it's a, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's driver dog. <laughs> so uh, anyway, we've had many hats that we've worn. And I have known you to wear many hats. Uh, what was your origin story with the food business? How did you come to think, let me do some stuff in the food business, Doug? I'd always thought I was going to, you know, maybe work my way up the ranks and wear really nice, expensive pants and shirts and ties. And uh, I really enjoyed it. It was kind of the thing to do. And at that time, I had a really good friend of mine, a mentor, Mr. Bumgardner. And he, he was one of those guys that along a lot of different avenues was a mentor. And what he did was he sold groceries for a very small distributor at the time was called Bicket Distributing. And their kind of their claim to fame was they did a breaded shrimp and they also did Colombo yogurt. You remember Colombo yogurt? It, every convenience store in the world had Colombo yogurt. Well, talking to, uh, Jim, he got me convinced I needed to go to work for this picket distributing. And I picked up and I moved to Columbia, South Carolina and took over a route and started going to every convenience store in town, selling them Colombo yogurt and all these little toppers that go on it. And I actually kind of enjoyed it. It was, it was, you know, a fun thing, seeing restaurateurs and uh, just learning a little bit about the food industry. And when I say learning a little bit about the food industry, they sold more than just yogurt. So they'd actually did sell restaurants as well. And I can remember my very first day on the job and I'm riding along with my guy that's training me and uh, he takes us to the first place and I'm going to take very good notes as the order's being placed. So the gentleman says, send me one oleo. So I write that down. He said, and send me uh, one six number 10 green beans. So I write that down. And there, there are several other things. So when he walks off, I looked at uh, the gentleman. I said, first off, what is oleo? And what is a number 10 green bean? 
that's uh that's where it all started <laughs> <laughs> that's a good oleo i was like oleo god was this like uh this sounds like one of my great-grandmother's recipes man <laughs> so for all of us out there that aren't old enough to know what oleo is <laughs> it's the original name of margarine so you know uh it's one molecule away from plastic so i don't technically eat uh oleo slash margarine anymore it's either butter or nothing but back in the day used to sell a ton of oleo and a six number 10 green bean really has nothing to do with the type of green bean it's the size of the can so you can have six number 10 green beans you have six number 10 ketchup fill in the blank with whatever it is the size of the can so i learned those two things on my very first day of working in the food business those are good ones. I know that we have had many conversations and about how the food business has evolved over the years, but it, it still comes down to how much of the language has stayed with us over all these years, where you still call them a number 10 can and you, and, and it is a, I don't think it's not regulated, but it's uh, kind of standardized, I guess, the name of things. Yes. Uh, what is the two things I want from you on this uh, question? is what is the funniest phrase that you've ever heard in the food business? And what is, speaking of like the standardized phrases, and what is the phrase that you wish everybody else knew what it meant? Well, I have to tell you the funniest first. So as I progressed in my knowledge uh, in the industry, uh, I actually did go to work for a major food distributor, very large major food distributor, and had a lot of healthcare accounts that I worked with. And I had this chef, I uh, can't remember his name, but he was a Jamaican guy. He was a Jamaican chef. And he was kind of hard to understand anyway. So as we we're going around in the storeroom one day, and I'm getting my order, and he's calling out all the different things, uh, just out of the blue, he turns and looks at me and jerk. I was offended. I thought he was calling me a jerk. I mean, and he kept saying, <laughs> you jerk, jerk. And I couldn't ever figure out what he was talking about. And finally, he just starts laughing. He goes, I'm not calling you a jerk. I'm telling you I need jerk. And I'm like, I'm gonna, tell me what that is. <laughs> so, <laughs> so apparently, awkward after, moments uh, in food service. Very in food service. I finally figured out. That in our computer, we had a product called Jerk Seasoning, <laughs> Jamaican seasoning. And uh, nice. so that is definitely one of the funniest stories. I, I tell that quite often. My Jamaican friend was calling me a jerk until I realized he wanted jerk seasoning. <laughs> just give me the order, man. Just just give me the order. You were asking for the order, but uh, it wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> that was good stuff. So what we'll is one question. phrase, thinking about that, what is one phrase? Uh, that you know that you, I'm going to say wish everybody else knew, but what's one you would like to introduce to people? Do you have any phrase that you think would be fun to introduce to uh, people that listen to this craziness? How about this? Doug, what is a phrase or a term that you've heard in the industry that you hear people use outside of the industry now? One I thought of immediately was 86. And when something is 86, in the restaurant, that means that it is taking off, taken off of the offering for that evening. So if the, uh, you had 12 ribeyes or the chef had 12 ribeyes, uh, 
then once they got down to the orders that matched the number of stakes, they went 86. Oh, we'll wow. have to look that one up. I guess so let's use a uh, phrase that we know what it means. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it would be, um, I, what, you know what? I would be willing, let's, let's venture a guess. Let's predict, let's do like a prediction here. It sounds like it would be 86 could be something like a inventory term that means that the item is out of stock. So you put it on line 86 on the All right. Uh, I just I just Googled it and, and <laughs> it is slang from the soda soda counter the back when they had jerks. Oh that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> The internet just broke when that happened. <laughs> right now, you. I'm gonna take a screenshot. Oh damn, the internet just broke. <laughs> Throw out, get rid of, refuse to service, and the reason it's called '86 is because the most common theory is that it rhymed or it was slang for Nixit, Nixit, and then it just became '86. -it. 86 it that is a uh i think that's uh google is messing with us so uh, uh, now oh wait, wait a minute i just found uh, more i have found oh, here more. we go uh let me google that again, for you i read this on the internet so i absolutely know this is true okay true why do they call it 86 it the term originated in a soup kitchen in the great depression where the standard measure of pot was 85 cups of soup if you were the 86th person, you were out of luck. Hence, the 86th is you're out. We could do episodes about products that are no longer around. That the last product is out. Like, uh, like thinking of Stephanie. You know, the the pecan roll was you know going away, and she she brought it back. So if you were the 86th, I may not put that on there. So if you're the 86th, that I think someone made that up, but that's as good as anything. I have found it twice now. Uh, Urban Dictionary also says that it is uh, an, a common measure. It's a common measure of 85, and the 86 means that you would be out of luck. So, <laughs> out so of luck. I've got, out of I've, got two, I've got two internet-confirmed references that says 86 means that a standard measure was 85 cups of soup in a pot, and if you were the 86th person, you were out of luck. God, so anybody's listening to this, if you know what 86 means, send us an email or maybe do in, in the comments and <laughs> in the, the Q&A part uh, and let us know what you think it is. And I have to tell you, um, I need to know what 86 means. Yeah, we got to find out now. We got to find, maybe it means like the number of internet. So we just like just now when the internet broke, we got to the 86th piece of the internet, portion of the internet. It is. So, okay, well, why don't you go out and see your friends at the pool? I think it'll be a, a one to put a little fun together. It's always fun for us to catch up. And uh, maybe when we don't have a podcast scheduled that we could just jump on and just, you know, mix it up for a minute. Cause I think this was actually kind of fun and, and funny. You know, I, I like it too. And I really like the idea of uh, the industry. We could do several episodes of that now that we've given it some thought and some consideration because one of the ones i think of was a hot dog is it a hot dog is it a frank is it a sausage who could we get to maybe we could talk to mr oscar or mr meyer <laughs> that's it so we could have another uh, another full thing about 
common funny terms from the food industry. So, right. Well, um, so definitely put it on your schedule. I say on your schedule, put it in your mind. So one time we're up here, uh, we'll come over and have a cup of coffee uh, and, and uh, we'll have it with the URA machine. It's, it's like Y-U-R-A. It's, it's uh, uh, so maybe when you're here, we could do like a little, I mean, I'll take all day, but, you know, go and meet a couple of people. And instead of just coming to do things because, you know, what might appear to be one thing, come in and, and do a podcast and just have a conversation. I think it is a very, we'll go have fun at the pool. Let me see who's out there. Oh my they're, gosh. They're playing basketball. They're doing all kind of fun things. So I'm, I'm going to go put on my, my, my trunks. I like your trunks. We, <laughs> because we have a, a, a rule speaking around of, Speaking house. of old. <laughs> yeah, I, I pulled that out of the hat just for that reason. That was good. But, I like uh, it. Well, cool. I like well, it. enjoy your evening. And I can't wait to uh, hear how you come up with today's episode. All right, man. Doug, be cool, man. Say hello to Miss Jackie for me. Bye, Doug. We're frozen. <laughs>